And we are live. Let's get the show started. In a world of divisiveness, we bring you diversity. In a world of hate, we bring you love. In a world of fear, we inspire you to live. And now, laughing, loving, and alive with your hosts, Rain Thomas, Elmer J. Howard, and Dr. Kevin. Hello, hello, I am Boba Fett. Well, I am Cupid. I've got you both beat. I'm Eros. <laughs> this is going to be one like of those my, shows. I'm, I like my love in the Greek style. Thank you very much. The Roman is uh, you, this so, is the after dark one already. We haven't even got <laughs> Well, you got these nude models standing behind you there, Rain. Oh, my breast cancer models. <laughs> yes, Miranda and Suzette. Miranda is the thinner one over here. And Suzette is one. They didn't make a ton of these back in the day because women didn't think they looked like that, which, of course, we know women looked more like this than the other one. So those weren't real popular. But... um. I scored them off of friends who scored them out of an old department store. And so there, I take them sometimes to breast cancer events to hang stuff around, just kind of let people know, you know, what breast cancer really looks like, what our bodies look like. There's no shame, yada, 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 all that good stuff. And in the meantime, they're in here keeping me company. So we want to just let it be known out to our viewers. We were supposed to be having um roger um on tonight roger rain roger q mason q mason sorry um and something uh came up at the last minute and he was unable to join us uh but laughing loving and alive is also all about going with the flow make it <clears throat> making Lemonade out of lemon, <laughs> limeade out of lime, and margaritas out of tequila. <laughs> Ta-da! And what a better weekend to do such a thing. There we go. So I'm going to kick off with a little story that I want to share of something that happened to me since I saw the the, the two of you. I'm going to see if I can put my camera correctly because I want you to see... I, I want you to see the shirt I'm wearing. Can you can you both see well, the shirt? Yeah, Boston I noticed. I noticed. I noticed the sweatshirt when you came on. You know, before we started the show, um, but I like didn't make any connection of like not seeing you in anything like that before. So what's that? What's that all about? So well, now I I I I have a lot of faith and hope in our future. In in what? our future and our future okay. generations and the people that are coming along. And I have, a, you know, I have this confidence that we will find ourselves as time goes on in a good, responsible, you know, well-thinking set of individuals to 
hold the future as we get older and we want the young to come behind us and hold the way. But every now and then, I do have my moments of doubt. I was at a grocery store the other day wearing <laughs> this Boston College shirt. And the bagger, he got very excited and he said, oh, Boston College. He goes, is that the year you graduated? <laughs> 1863. What? <laughs> and I said, oh, my gosh. And I was like, I was like, yes, that's the year I graduated. He's like, wow, you look great for your age. <laughs> What age would that be? Like two hundred? Yeah, <laughs> yep. Oh, two hundred and and uh, what? Twenty, thirty, forty, something like that. E either way, any of those ages. <laughs> yeah. So and, where's your hope from that? I mean, you know, maybe, maybe he believes well, in the Bible. Like, where I had my doubts. Like, you know, maybe, maybe he believes in the Bible where you know Noah lived for like nine hundred years. You know, so. No, oh, my yes, goodness. And, yes, yes. Um, yes, and other fables. So, moving right along. <laughs> I love so, it. So what, and once you said that he was excited, then what? Like, did you just get your groceries and bamboos? Yes. I'm, 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 I'm thinking he probably went home and probably told his parents, you know? He met this. You can't. Believe, I met this guy. He graduated in 1863 from Boston College. At the, and his parents are going to be going... <laughs> I doubt it. I bet you his parents will be like, wow, oh my gosh, you should have taken a selfie. <laughs> right. So I'm telling anyway, you. I, wow. So I wanted to share that. I thought that was funny because, you know, it was a couple of two or three months ago or wherever I was somewhere and somebody was thinking, was telling me they thought I was in my late 40s or my early 50s. And of course, I took bragging rights to that. I'll be 62 this year, and I, you know, am pretty happy that I feel like I, you know, do look good for my age. But since I shared that somebody thought I was in my late 40s and early 50s, I thought I should share that somebody thought I was in my late 140s or <laughs> 200s. I mean, you 240s. Know. But he said, but he did say you look good for your age. Yeah, I don't look a yeah. day over 135. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah, that took all the hope I needed. That hope is gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you know, that's it. And you know, I didn't realize this until just recently, but our this show happens to be on another big night that uh, might be, you know, why it might be a quiet night for us in terms of comments and stuff. But uh, you know, there's the the there's the puppy bowl going on, you know, <laughs> with all the. You know the the dogs and the, the puppies running around, and you know I haven't seen the latest score of the puppy bowl recently, but um, but yeah, I think there's also something with the humans. You know, I don't know. I heard somebody hit a triple, so a yeah, triple I don't know in the Olympics, probably. <laughs> well, the Olympics, they're they're happening. Are they on tonight though, on a Sunday, or yeah. are they only Monday through Friday? No, they're on during the weekend. I'm almost positive because I heard that this is like the first Sunday in a long time that. You hit the Olympics and the Super Bowl. We're going to be on on the same day. Really? So I, I didn't well, verify it, but I was going to say because the, the Olympics happen around the same time every every four years, so it kind of somehow it just keeps missing. That's what I saw. Hmm. I I don't know. <laughs> so so the I Los mean, course... Angeles breaking news: the Los Angeles Rams won a tight 
Super Bowl over the Cincinnati Bengals, delivering a Hollywood ending to the NFL finale. That is what is has just popped up on my Apple Watch. All right. Well, you just made Rain's night. <laughs> well, it didn't matter to me as long as the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. I didn't oh, say they were okay. gonna. They they were going. I didn't know if they were gonna win. The Rams was gonna play a tight game, and this in their hometown, right? I mean, they had the awesome halftime with their hometown peeps. It was actually a really good halftime show because some of those halftime shows, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not interested in this. But this one was really interesting. First time in history they had rappers. Somebody told me, and I don't know this to be true, that there was that, uh, I, and I didn't challenge them on it, but they said, well, they wanted to do, they wanted to represent, they had all of these rappers, they didn't call them rappers, they had all of these artists on because they wanted to um, support the, the, uh, support the fact that LA is the home to hip hop. And yeah, thought, but it's not the home to hip hop. I mean, New York is the home, right? What? But they put out some awesome artists. Yeah, but I was uh, like, you know, uh, I'm not going to pick that fight with them and say you need to talk to Rain. She's going to hip hop right. your pop. She goes, that's, that's right. New York City thing. Yeah, it is. And and uh, I heard Eminem took a knee during the halftime show. You know what? I don't know if he did or didn't because everybody was doing all these I, different things. They created like a complex. Yeah, I know. I saw I because I wasn't watching the game. I saw something pop up uh, in the news, and they had a picture of him kneeling. Oh, you know what? There was so much going on. They had like the grid of like Hollywood and L.A. and you know downtown Compton, and people were coming out. I guess based on where they were from, and of course Snoop and Dr. Dre, and and they're actually in a complex with the low rider cars and and Mary J. Blige and. Uh, What's his name? Uh, 50 Cent, who's one of my favorites. And I like 50 Cent because he's petty and I'm petty. And I can appreciate someone who's petty with a lot of money because you can get a lot of stuff done. Yeah. I just love well, I thought he was petty because he was only 50 Cent. But I think he didn't now, petty if he was a dollar. Miss, listen how petty he I mean, he does lots of petty stuff. And that's they call him the king of petty. But him and Ja Rule, this other rapper, they've had this thing going on for forever. They just absolutely cannot stand each other for whatever reason. Um, so a few years back, Ja Rule had this concert. It was intimate, 500 people. And 50 Cent bought the first 250 seats from all the way from the front to the middle. <laughs> so it would be empty. <laughs> I said... He should have upped the petty. I would have had 250 mannequins and put them all in seats and had somebody come and paint all these different faces on them. You're going to be petty just, you know, with the fact that he bought all those seats and had them roped off so nobody could see it. Come well, on, you got to admire that. I would have put up blow-up sex dolls that had colors flashing <laughs> inside so while he was singing, would suddenly see these neon... Heart <laughs> around on the sex dolls. See, that's petty. And I have another friend who's petty. And he's like, yeah, I would have gone to the nursing home and had them all come and sit people from the nursing home in those 250 seats. Like, God, is there no limit? But I, he's always been one of my favorites. Not because he's petty, but now because he's petty in addition to his, his talent. 
But I thought it was a great halftime show. Is he any relation to Tom Petty? I don't know. Is Tom Petty still alive? I know it's a terrible question. Oh. Tom Petty. Solo? Or He's still alive, right? Petty albums from 1970 through 2010 and sold more than 80 million records worldwide. Uh... Yeah, this doesn't say whether he's dead or not. This is just. I think he's still alive. I watched alive. He say Tom Petty, and so it came up. Ah, okay. Listening to everything you say, I see. Yes, I'm being. So, my 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 week. The height of my week was looking good for 135. What was the height of each one of your weeks? I think my, the, the last time we were on, had the Ellen show come out yet? No. And where do I find the link to see it? Everything. Oh, I, I can I can send you the link. So send it's out the there, link. but I just send it. Elma, did you get the link? Did you see it? I don't remember. I remember you talked about it, but I don't remember. I think yeah, I might have said something on Facebook link. that you were going to be on it, but I don't think I actually saw the actual video. The last yeah, I didn't put the link to everybody. Of- the last five or six weeks, all of Elmer's links have been pretty loose. He, <laughs> yeah, he's been pretty busy. The last time he was, I was just like, oh, my God. Okay, hang on here. Let me see. I got the link. I'm getting ready. Do you want me to email it or text it to you guys? Either one. I don't care. E- email will work better for me. So okay. Then just you can just email it to the both of us if that's easier. Yeah. That yeah. is either... Elmer, and then there is Dr. Kevin. So. Oh, no, um, that's wrong. So we have to watch the Ellen show, so we can talk about it next time. So, so, um, how is, how else are you doing this rain? Because then I want to turn the camera, uh, turn the focus on to Elmer. I want to be careful what what I say, though. I want to be careful what I say. I made the mistake of being in a meeting with Elmer the other day, and I mentioned something about being busy. Three and a half hours later, he was still talking about how nobody understood busy like he did. It took the whole meeting, so I want to be careful with what I say. Um, Yeah, I would be very, very careful. Yeah, yeah. We're treading on thin ice here. The egg layer is a little thin right now. I don't so, uh... What else is going on? Hey, One person. And that's like Happy early Valentine's of, Day. You know what? Let's let's give a shout out to Donna in Nova Scotia who's selling like ten houses a month. I didn't know they had that many houses in Nova Scotia. <laughs> and she's selling them all. She's like the face of Nova Scotia, period. Okay. See? The face of Nova Scotia. Yeah. A rocky, yeah. a rocky coast that is storm-ridden um, and has a lot of bad weather and squalls, and she's their face. Donna, you look much prettier in your picture than that. Nova Scotia is absolutely breathtaking. I just love it out it there. It is. It is. I've actually been to Nova Scotia. That's right. Toot your own horn, Donna. Best realtor <laughs> Ever. That's right. You sell the craggy sides and all of that beautiful shoreline and all those oysters. That is who that is. 
She's give, her, give her a couple more years and you'll be able and and Rain will be craggy enough that you can sell her. I'm already <laughs> craggy enough to sell me. Trust me. <sighs> yes, the Ellen new show. Ellen yes. Dude. Yes, that was Lots super fun. Um, I sent it to you guys. It's a generational talk show, brand new, and I was on the first one and there are like 10, 15 years apart between me and the next person, next person, because they talk about how things changed generationally for women in the last 30, 40 years. So, and so it's very candid. The hosts are super awesome. You're gonna love Sid and Olivia. They're awesome. And I actually saw it on lots of different stuff before I knew it was out. I've forgotten all about it. So that was super fun. Um, what else is going on? I have something else coming up that I can't talk about, but it's going to happen in a couple of weeks, and then I can tell you what it is. And so, in the meantime, I'm coming to visit you, Dr. Kevin. Um, Look at, well, she's hosting Breast with no A. <laughs> Breast, Breast. Well, Nova Scotia, A. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Donna, you brought that one on yourself. <laughs> so, Almer, um, Almer, uh, <laughs> um, have you lost count? How many weeks in a row? How many shows in a row has Rain uttered the words? And there's something going on, but I can't talk about it. This is what, 10, 12, 13? <laughs> yeah, and each time I release something like a couple of weeks later, because you know I'm in contract and I don't like to talk to attorneys. Mm. Okay, Mr. Almer, tell us what's 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 on with you. Are you busy? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm surprised Rain uh, doesn't get this, but uh, if you ask anybody who's who makes a living in the in the film industry, um, there's. Um, no, nobody really doesn't understand it. My boss, who is in, uh, when I worked on Flubber, told me, you know, he was going through a divorce and he's like, and and I've heard this re reiterated over the last, you know, 20 years since, you can't marry somebody outside the industry. They don't get how much work it really is. And they, and they, mm -hmm. and they leave because they're like, I, I have a life without you, basically. I see you when you sleep and then you're gone. I see you when you sleep and you're gone. I see you when you, <laughs> that's all they do. Mm -hmm. See you when you sleep, you're gone. You come home, you go to bed, mm -hmm. you're gone, in the, you know, before I wake up. You know, you're, you're, you're home behind the time I'm already in bed, but you're gone before I wake up. And so, yeah, it's, it, it is a totally different kind of work world and it's definitely stressful. Mm -hmm. uh, but I am home because I think the last time we had a show, I was still in the middle of it all. Um, but yeah, and then I'm back here and just jumped right into taxes. So, yay. Jumped right into Texas? Taxes. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I don't even, now I don't even know what that means. Is that like the code for <laughs> We really do need guests on this show, cause <laughs> now we're doing just fine. That's Donna. Uh, she, doing okay, Donna. She corrected. She corrected herself. Yeah, there she goes. She's expanding. She's laughing. To include an A. Yeah. <laughs> well, we said she was the best realtor, so you know, she's like best and breast rhyme. And she's the one who started the fundraiser out in Nova Scotia on my behalf. And we did it uh, every year until the pandemic, of course, and raised a lot of money, a lot of awareness. 
in places where people didn't really know how you to raise money and awareness. So good things going on. Can't wait to go back there and do that again. Jump right into Texas. Taxes. <laughs> Taxes. He's not south of Oklahoma. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to be jumping into Texas. That's for sure. Well, you know, based on what you said, I mean, you're right. I mean, you know, I think Brian is a special kind of type because, you know, he has work where he's, you know, you never know what time he's coming and going. It's kind of the same weird work schedule. But um, it's, that's a whole different life. Everybody thinks that being in entertainment is fun, like 95% of the time. Like, and it's not that there's a lot of work there's a lot of detail that goes in it is there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and then you get that five percent of fun and then you start the 95 percent again because you know reading scripts memorizing there's you know you taxes behind the scene and answering answering questions and sets and you don't know what's going to happen next so you make a really good point because this is vd weekend and Veterans Day is for everyone, (laughs) not just for the few. Go ahead. Again, again, again. Sing it to you one more time, it's Frankie. (laughs) (laughs) That joke will definitely go over Elmer's head. That's way before his time. That's even way before our time. So, well, I mean, it depends on the role you're playing. I mean, I I don't know. I've never been on a major set. I only know whatever I've read or heard from people. I, I, I hear people that get interviewed that say it's a lot of hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait, mm-hmm. hurry up and wait. But I guess that's more the people that are maybe the actual actors um, you know, like setting up scenes and things. So, you know, you're over there on a long stretch, but it's a hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, and I don't know if, I mean, do people really like walk out of doing a film production on Friday with that kind of schedule and start another one on Monday? If they want to mm-hmm. pay their bills. If it's, if it's their livelihood and they're only making $300 a day, then they have to, mm-hmm. and and you yeah. ha- and you and not only that, if you're not working, you're not going to get invited back. <laughs> so, you, and there's that. A lot of people they're working on a set. What I find is you're working, you're working on a set, you're working on a set. You have no job lined up, no job lined up. Someone says, "Hey, I see you working on this. Do you want to work on? My, you know, I I have somebody who needs this position on this next film coming up after we're done. Do you want that job? Yes, I want that job. Well, then that's how you get the next job. So if you're not on set, you're not going to get the next job, kind of thing. So it sounds you're like always auditioning. It's yeah. entrepreneurial. Yeah, it definitely is. You're always auditioning unless you get like that one big thing. Because, you know, I a few years ago, I got this one and it was like thirty thousand dollars for that one, you know, for like a week or whatever. And people are like, oh, my God, $30,000. I could totally do that. Well, first of all, you're talking one gig for the year. You cannot live on thirty thousand dollars. For the one, yes, David, for sure. <laughs> he's an, you he's cannot a, live he's on that actor. one gig. Oh, I'm sure. I could tell by that comment. Because <laughs> okay, it's thirty thousand dollars. 
that's great if you're getting it a day for 30 days. Then you can kind of, you know, but you're still auditioning and auditioning because $30,000, if you got that once a year, there's no way in the world you could, could live. Especially after, unless you live with your parents or something, or it's just like a part-time fun gig for you. And, you know, people are the first ones to say, oh, I wish I could do that. $30,000 for one gig, that's amazing. No, it isn't. That's, that's minimal, minimum wage. And you're still hustling all the time. <laughs> I am, David, I am my agent. And I'm, I'm actually a musician. So a lot of times I get paid differently because I'm a vocalist. And it just kind of transfers over into movies, commercials, things of that nature. But, um, and yeah. And he's vocal. Go ahead. Huh? <laughs> he's vocal. <laughs> but it's, I, you know, and Elmer told me, it's stressful. It is stressful because you and an audition is like if you have to interview for a job every day, several times a day. And people don't see that part. They're like, you get all these great roles. Well, I audition 30 to 50 times a week. Uh, you know, and if one comes up, you are too. <laughs> no, don't fire yourself. Do it for me. You inspire me. Keep going. We have to make this. The stress is what drives us, right? Or is that delirium? Or is that bad? <laughs> I'm getting it all mixed up, but something drives me. Well, the, 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 isn't, it, it's, this, isn't it this Daisy that drives you? This, <laughs> um, at this, this point, I'm Miss Daisy. Oh, this, okay. This industry is definitely, you know, you don't do it for the money. You don't do it for the, the, the work. You do it because you love making films. And that's why you work, you know, 100 hours in a week, you know, and make, you know, minimum wage. Well, yeah, and there's this, old, there's this saying that pops up every now and again in on Facebook and uh, social media. And it says, a true music musician is someone who will take a $2,000 instrument, put it in their 200 beater car, drive 100 miles to get paid $50. And that's truly it until, you know, you, you get that one big opportunity. And I'm not complaining. I, I'm looking for that great big opportunity. But it is a lot of stress. And, you know, the person, your spouse, they can't help to see the ups and downs that you're going through. I mean, you're, it's, it's crazy. If you think you have something and then that doesn't come along, you know, you're like, then you're back interviewing, auditioning again. You know, my husband's seen the absolute worst. And he's seen it when it's really good. You know, the, the Ellen Show, I auditioned on a Saturday and the casting agent did a Zoom and she's like, we don't hire people who are not local to, to Los Angeles because they never show up. She said, can you look me in the eye and tell me you're going to be here if we're interested? I said, don't you worry. If, if you want me, I will be there. That's a promise. So they call me on Monday and she's like, can you be here like Thursday morning and get your COVID test and do this? I got all that done. I went on Wednesday and spent the night right down the street from Warner Brothers. And call time was 10 a.m. I was there at 8 a.m. <laughs> so they were like, we have some other things that we're interested in. If you're interested. Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is the producer. And um, well, I just got a pop up since we're talking about film industry. I'll bring it up to us. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure, Rain, you know, Ivan Reitman. Yes. Kevin, do you, does that name sound familiar? Who? Ivan Reitman. He's the Ghostbusters director. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that association. Yeah, he, he just died. He was 75. Oh, 
Well, now he can really be a Ghostbuster. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's definitely a <laughs> pioneer. Wow. So, I have to tell you a little story I ran across today based on some of what you're saying. It's a, it's a Shelley Winter story. And I, I adored Shelley Winter. You want to talk about a sassy broad that, like, didn't take any shit from anybody? Yep. That was Shelley Winter. So somewhere late in her career, the story went that she was approached about doing a job. And I don't know if it was like somebody who just like was clueless or whatever, but they said, well, you need to show up with a headshot and with your, you know, your, your bio and anything that we can look at to run your test, you know, to like test you for this role. And the story goes that Shelly shows up with a carpet bag, like like one of those old carpet bags, and <laughs> she walks in and she throws it on the thing and she takes out her two Oscars that she won and she takes out like all of these things that she did and she goes, is that good enough for you, honey? Good for her. Like, okay, and this is somebody who's well known and they still think she's supposed to be auditioning because they have no idea who she was. Yeah, you know, it was probably, I mean, this was obviously many years ago because Shelly's been dead for a while. Yeah, Except but still. Now I'd have to be there to medium, do mediumship for her. But uh, that that's cool. okay. Hey, who, what dead actor would you like to have star in your next movie? I can channel that actor as a medium. Can you so channel if, living actors too? I want just somebody, please get me a bigger role. <laughs> I put my hat in the ring for Walking Dead. For Why? For one, uh, work for one of, that's ongoing work. Like, that would be, boom. Well, they're, they're um, actually ending now. Well, it doesn't even, this was a year or so ago, and uh. they had it out there. And they said they needed really thin, frail people for the walkers. And I was like, gosh, I can't even play a dead zombie. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, you said you wanted, well, you know, that's the problem. You said you wanted bigger roles. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> you lost the part. <laughs> I was like, okay, so I don't know what it, what else is coming out. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's got to be something for me. So that tells you how this show is going. One bottle down. Okay. Do you have that hey, where you can send it, like, through email? We're halfway through. Okay, so... I, I I wrote a new poem this week. Will you guys want to hear it? Yes. It will be a segue point. Though I do have, since it's since since VD is for everyone, I, I will share yes, a couple of poems out of my angst, drama queens and victimhood, a collection of Drama books. Queens and Victimhood. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I had a poem I wrote, and I actually want to use it as a way to segue a little bit, a little tiny bit of a teaser into our next show. Hi, Anita. Hey, oop, I, I missed this thing, sorry. So, Just giving you an audience, Dr. Kevin. Kevin. There we go. I live in the house of heavy. You can feel it 
in the air. Joy for a moment comes and visits, then it is not there. Walking in the rain of sadness, I treasure my moments in the sun, slugging through this reality, barely getting anything done. I see the cocoons everywhere waiting for their time to spring out on wings of hope, making the joy of life once again mine. But for now I live in the many facets of the gray, following the streets with the greatest amounts of light, moving towards a new day and away from the heaviness of the night. A capacity has deepened the well within my soul, the capacity to keep moving towards the light and towards my goal. I try to be the brightest light I can to show the way, even when my flame is dimmed by squeezing out of oxygen by my fellow man. The ones who squeeze for the power that they can get to the ones who squeeze by holding on for dear life to have a life before their sun is set. I write out the sorrow, I write out the rain, I write out the hurt, I write out the pain. However, I also write in the joy for a brighter tomorrow. Wow. Someone just asked me, where do they get the poem? Well, this poem is not published yet. Okay. Um, I will be doing it on my, I'll be doing it on an upcoming poetry corner. So if they like my Dr. Kevin YouTube, they'll get notified when I'm going to do that reading as part of my poetry corner. Um, but that will, this will come out in a book sometime in 2022. But for 2023, I am several Aww. poetry books behind to get them out. The poems are all written. I just have to get them out. Thank you, Anita. I appreciate that. You know, Anita and I have been friends for like 40 years plus. That's like as long as I've been alive. Exactly. We, we are freshman high school buddies. She's an amazing friend and she is somebody you want to have with you if you have to get into a street fight. Oh, thank you. She's 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 your ride and die chick for a fact. <laughs> you probably don't even have to get in the fight. I'm here to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you won't even need to get in the fight. I, trust me on this one. She's an awesome friend. So, what I wanna what I wanted to do is I wanted to share that, and of course, obviously, that poem ends with me writing in the joy for tomorrow. And one of the things I want to mention, um, and then if if you guys would like, I'll pick one of my love, one of my poems for Valentine's Day and share it, so to speak. I love poetry, but next, laughing, loving, and alive, we are actually going to be um, doing a show around suicide and the effects it has on people. And we're going to be talking about it from a number of different perspectives. 
We're going to be doing it from a spiritual perspective, an educational perspective, and a perspective of hope. And in this poem, though I was living in the house of heavy, I am at a place in my life where I understand that it's it's like the motel you check into sometimes for a few days because that's where you are, but then you check out and you're better for the stay because mm -hmm. you allowed the stay to happen. And so, uh, but it's very important to all three of us. All of our lives have been personally touched by people who chose the way of suicide and we are not going to shame anybody i'm going to be talking about my experience as a medium and as talking to people who have committed suicide and what that means but we're also going to be talking about the resources and um how do you find hope in the darkness so we're going to be doing that in our next show and i thought that somehow sharing this poem was a wonderful little segue to kind of set us up for that next show. Um, you know, we were going to do it, kind of do it this week, but we, Roger asked us to be able to do the show because he was promoting an event. And then fortunately the way things happened, it happened perfectly. And we in the perfection are going with it. So we do want to invite you. And if anybody that you know, who has questions about suicide, what happens, what happens to your loved ones, what happens to the people left behind, how do I deal with it, how do I live with it, with the guilt or the shame. Um, it's going to be a very powerful show next time. And I have been working with death, dying, hospice, suicide, even and me and from a perspective as a spiritual coach, counselor and catalyst for over 30 years. Um, and, you know, and I really want to help people find hope and find a way and move forward. And I know that Rain and Elmer are with me in this. When I brought this to them and said I wanted to do this, they were immediately there as both of their lives have been touched by it as well. So I just want to put that out. Good, because I'm, I think we can all promote it and sit out there like the week before. Um, I don't think people realize how prevalent it is and how many people are hurting. And it, it's interesting because people always say, why didn't they come to me? It's not that cut and dry. And so it's something that, you know, laughing, loving and alive, I think our show is about you know, trying to get people to feel good about being alive and finding hope. And I hope that there are people out there who demons, they can deal with them a little bit more because of our show. And I've had people send messages, you know, through social media and they were dealing with something and they said they felt like they couldn't go on. And then we touched on something and they were like, wow, okay, you, you can go past this. So, yes, our next show, although topic heavy, I'm hoping we can bring some understanding, peace, clarity, inspiration to those who may be hurting or family members or left behind or, you know, if you're thinking about it or thought about it, just whatever. I'm hoping that we can actually um, 
show, you know, share some, some light, shed some light on what's going on there. So I'm going to share now, unless either one of you want to, something, a poem I wrote um, probably 35 years ago or more. You don't look a day over 216. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I keep on saying to people, I guess I've been in, I've been in practice. I've, I've had my spiritual coaching and counseling practice for 32 years, which since I'm only 29 means the first three years were done in pre-utero. <laughs> it was easy to do the work. It was tough to get people to pay the bills is all I can say. Yeah, well, you know, you do what you got to do. You know? Somehow sending them an invoice to pay me when I wasn't born yet. I just was like, set it up in a trust fund. That's I'll right. Game when I decide what, what it's going to be. Right. When I you know, let's have this wealth waiting for me. I, I just want to let you know, I'm trying to give you all the audience members that I possibly can. I'm, I'm, I'm digging up audience members from, they love your poetry. They want to, they've, they've been curious. So I'm just kind of. So <laughs> they're listening. They are listening. So, um, and you know, one of the things, so I'm going to read one called an answer. And, you know, I have to tell you because I have got poetry that goes back to 74, 75, 76. Some of it's dated. And some of that I helped him write when I was in the womb. Oh, wow. Yeah, 74. I thought he was talking about his age again. I'm like, yeah, you were getting paid way before you made it here. Yeah, but um, I don't know why. I don't, and, and I, some poems I remember writing, some poems I remember where I was when I wrote them, and I read poems and I go, who was I when I wrote that? I don't even recognize that person. So I'm going to read you a poem that I haven't had a chance to read through that I don't remember writing, and I'm not sure what it says, but I get this gut feeling I'm supposed to read it. So okay. we'll all rise together. Before uh, you do that, is this poem printed somewhere? It is in Angst, Drama Queens, and Victimhood. Did you see poem. that? Because I'm putting messages in, too, for people that I don't know that ask where they can get your work. So, Yep. Amazon.com. <laughs> Spirals, Thoughts from a Renaissance Man, this one, and then there is Beyond Rainbow. That's it. Okay. Remember the name of my other poetry book. Um, caught within the inner turmoil, so entrenched in my pathway, so unsure if it is really mine. Give me a young mind to stretch. Give me a stage to which, in which to perform. Let me grow through seeing life, not through just two eyes, but through many. So happy to facilitate growth. Their growth, and therefore, my growth. I have much to share. Many stories to tell, to put on the paper, and to send forth many views to share, and many more that I want to share in. Give me a light to dance in that is my light, which shines just for me. Let me not dance in someone else's light, for I will never truly be the best I can be 
dancing in someone else's light. Care from me, please, my need to please. But to dance in someone else's light, light, because I love them and they love me, is not of it all. Let me and them see that if they truly be loved, they will want me to dance in my own life. That's so beautiful. Thanks. Do you remember it now that you've recited it to us? Yeah, I, I remember now, I remember the feeling I had. It was the feeling of having somebody that I was involved with that kept on telling me I was too intense. I was too much that, um, that I drove people away because there was more of me that people could handle, that I needed to be quieter. I needed to fit in more. I needed to be more aware of the impact I had on people, that I was an embarrassment. Wow. Yep. Wow. And oftentimes I think that a lot of people shy away from shining because of the negative response or reaction that they get from the people who are too afraid to shine. Mm -hmm. And when we shine, when we can move into a place and say, well, you know, this it, it's kind of me, and if you don't get it, it's okay, but don't Put that on me. Don't make me less because my greatness intimidates you. Mm -hmm. And we all have, we all, everybody that is hearing the sound of my voice in this moment and will ever see this podcast, I am telling you, you have your place of greatness. You have your place that you shine. You may be afraid to claim that place. You may have been taught that that place is not acceptable or it isn't part of the norm that you were raised with. Bullshit. You have to go beyond the limits of the people who are too afraid to shine. You have to step out and know that you are here to be the light that will allow other people to let their light shine because you were courageous enough to let yours shine. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And you know, you never know who's listening. That's the beauty of, you know, social media, podcasts. Uh, sometimes we just don't see it on ourselves or you know we look like we're shining but we're also hiding behind a fake shine which is kind of scary and i know you get it anita it's it's really kind of scary you know it's, 
people always like, oh, I wish I had your life. I wish it could be you. I'm like, you don't know anything about the things behind the scenes with me. It's so funny. I'm going to, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to say this so it doesn't come out in the wrong way. Um, You're worried about that tonight? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean the wrong way as misinterpreted. Oh, okay, Not got it. Wrong about what I'm going to say. Okay. A couple of times recently, I have been fantasizing not in a sexual way, but I have been fantasizing about you coming and the time we're going to spend together, right? I have been thinking about the number of things that when we are sitting there and it's the two of us and we have time and, 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 and my husband, if he's around and if he's not, that's okay. But the time in which we are going to be able to connect even more deeply than we have. And the joy of our discovery of the wonderfulness of who each of us are. And I, 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 I fantasize, I'm like, we'll, we'll, we'll sit in front of the fireplace and maybe we'll, you know, we'll have a drink or, you know, and we'll be talking about this and We'll be sharing stories, and maybe I'll share some some more of my poetry, or maybe we'll do this, and we'll take some time in the hot tub. But I know that it is going to be this intense orgy of discovery, and my my soul just sings at the idea of it. That's so funny you should say that because ever since I decided I was gonna, because I told you I was coming back to the East Coast, I just didn't know when, but I'm like I'm gonna make it happen. And your leaves are in a vase that I have a globe vase on top of with like a little plastic frog. So all the leaves you sent me are in there. And then there's feathers in a different vase. And every time for the, since I've said I'm coming to see you, I'm like it, it, romanticizing it. And like, oh, maybe we'll sit in front of the fire or maybe we'll go for a walk. I'm going to take my like my tall rubber boots in case we like go through a path. And what if we go get a lobster roll? Or what if we just sit and talk? Or what if we like talk about books? Or what if he reads to me? That is so funny because we've never seen each other face to face. This is all thanks to you, Elmer, which, you know, of course you're welcome because I'm hoping I see you when I come up there. But it's so funny. I think of the same thing and I'm like, I, I wonder would the will it be quiet when I go to sleep or will I like lay there and just think and take in the East Coast because I miss it so much and I just love Maine and New Hampshire and Vermont and like should I fly into Vermont and then drive to Maine and then drive to New Hampshire or should I come to New Hampshire? Like all of those have been romanticizing and fantasizing as well. So I think that's very interesting that we're on the same plane when it comes because I'm really excited to see who you are in person. Like, I mean, I know who you are, but just face-to-face -face is very different than Zoom. Like Elmer, I know Elmer because I've seen him on the set and I've seen him when he's intense and people don't remember their lines and he has to tell people to do it again, to stop talking. I've seen that. I <laughs> Look, he's getting all tight about it as I say it. <laughs> You've seen Elmer when you can hear the sound of that anal crunch. Er, stop talking! 
When he told somebody to be quiet third time on the set, I'm like, yeah, he's getting ready to lose. And you shouldn't have to tell adults that. You know, you understand. It's money. It's time. Which we we have. There's a crunch here. You're not some celebrity. And if you were, you would know that time is money, and stop screwing around. But the third time, I was like, he's gonna lose it. This is gonna be a wrap here. <laughs> And I was like, oh boy. I was like, I, he's like, should we go through your 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 soliloquy? No, let's do it. I'm ready. I don't like being yelled. I don't like fooling around people's time and money. That's very serious to me. I take that very seriously. So, Elmer, I want to thank you for introducing me to Doctor Kevin and us coming together with this show because I feel revived and restored because there's something in my spirit that's kind of feels a little dead too you know, um, missing the East Coast, I, that's like a big void inside my prune-filled heart. <laughs> you will expand your prune to the point that they think it is a plum ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> This show is so funny. We are so funny. Elmer? Rain. Can you add something funny, Dr. Kevin and I? He's added poetry and love, and I've added whatever it is I've added. Now it's your turn to add something for the VD weekend. You're asking the only single one here. Ah. Well, oh. you know, I did think, Alma, when you talked about how so many people, you know, like it creates divorce and spouse, you know, spouses leave you and they never see you, and I went, Elmer, you'd have to find one first. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to do that. Yeah, I thought he had somebody, and that's you know kind of referring to. But he's right on all fronts. You know, it's a, it's a tough life. But I'm going to tell you something that no woman has probably told a man before. So my husband, he gets me flowers more often than not. And so I told him for Valentine's Day, I don't want flowers. And he goes, so what am I going to get you? I said, there's this New York bakery here, and these people are from Brooklyn. I love them. I don't go often. And I want a plain bagel toasted with scallion, cream cheese, and lox, and a, a side of wise onion garlic potato chips. That's what I want for Valentine's Day. That that will cover. That's like the shot you get for VD. So, uh, do you have? Uh, and you know, East Coast bagels. You know, it's hard to get out west. In Phoenix, I don't know if you have this out in. Vegas, but in Phoenix, there's a place called Chompy's, and it is yeah. the only place you can get a New York style bagel. <laughs> and do you have Chompy's out there? It's not the same. There's I don't know who's running the Chompy's here, but they've never even been to the East Coast. These people <laughs> actually import their water to do the bagels, to boil them, and do the whole thing. And they're from Brooklyn and Queens. This place has been here forever. There's two different places, not chains individually owned one's the new york bagel cafe and the other one's just the bagel cafe and yes send me a jamaican <laughs> patty and cocoa bread and pastelas yes <laughs> i mean that's good beauties anita can i tell you her mom who has passed away who is very dear to us used to make these amazing pastelas from scratch of course and one year i called anita i said oh could you send me one or two and i was kind of joking but not Anita actually spent $200 on postage and mailed a half a dozen of them to me. 
Wow. Now that's friendship, right? <laughs> and she wouldn't accept the postal money back. Like go. that's a thing. That's VD love right there. And Dawn is another one who I have her paintings all over the house. She paints for breast cancer for us to auction them off. And then I go take down the ones I want before anybody can actually bid on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all over the house. <sighs> so I, yeah, this is, this is a great, this is a great friendship. There's lots of great friendships and you guys revive me every couple of weeks. So I want to read a closing love poem. And this is actually a love poem. I haven't read any love poems. I've, I've read all sorts of emotional stuff and, you know, but this is a real love poem. I'm ready. It was written in 1986. I was 26 years old. You claim your space. You claim my heart. You greet me as if I make your day begin and was only complete with my presence. You curl up beside me, sleeping within the curl of my frame, contented just to be close. You make me feel as if I am your whole world. And yet I know you betray me by giving others that same feeling. For I have watched you dance and prance for them. And do you sleep with them when I am gone? But I cannot be angry. For what do I expect with what I deserve for falling in love with a dog? And the name of the poem is for Buffy, who is a good friend of mine's dog. <laughs> literally. Oh, okay. Literally, literally dog. I just want people to understand. I'm not calling somebody I dated a dog. This is literally a, a, a four paw on the floor dog. That's okay. You have a serious captive audience here. Elma, do you know what these are? Furbies. Yes, these are the originals. The captive audience, they loved it. <laughs> Dr. Kevin, those are beautiful. Thank you. We only have Very two minutes left. All right, so what? how do we want to wind it down? So in our last two minutes, I would like to invite people that if you know anybody who has been negatively impacted, as if there's any other kind of impact, by somebody who has committed suicide, by somebody who has had a loss, by somebody who has struggled. We invite you to invite them to join us on the night's Laughing, Loving, and Alive, where we will give you hope, perspective, and we will also, um, our goal is to be able to help people who are on that place of decision or choice mode. This is going to be an atypical Laughing, loving, and alive. We're not scheduling a guest. We're going to be holding the conversation based on all of our experiences with suicide and all my experiences as a medium and as somebody who has 
talked to um, many people who have committed suicide on the other side and what really happens. So we invite you to invite people in two weeks who need information, who need hope, who need to have some peace of mind. Um, and that is our invitation to you. Um, from Elmer, Rain, and myself, that part of laughing and loving and being alive is how does one deal with death? And how can you help with somebody who may be having suicidal thoughts? With this, we want to thank you for joining us. We want to remind you one last time before we bring closure to this. VD is for everyone, not just for the. And Alma, thanks for watching or listening to the Laughing, Loving, and Alive show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or support us with Buy Me a Coffee. To catch all of the latest from Laughing, Loving, and Alive, you can follow us on Instagram at Laughing, Loving, and Alive and on Facebook at Laughing, Loving, and Alive. Thanks again and see you next time.